Show, Sports Time 59 of the Fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. There's no baseball today. All four of the wild card series ending in two nothing series sweeps. And, you know, I think all sports are on the up and up and should be on the up and up. But, except, yeah, except, you know, like, <laughs> would it have killed Major League Baseball to tell an umpire to like, keep it close a little bit? Extend a series to a game three? No, not that that's possible. No, but. no, never. But yeah, it does stink that there's no postseason baseball today. After a couple of days of quadruple headers of Blue Jays baseball, or sorry, of, of playoff baseball. You know what? Honestly, if I was going like to, yeah. no, if I was going to power rank the series from an entertainment standpoint, like the Blue Jays pretty close to the bottom. Yeah. The Blue Jays did not play an entertaining brand of baseball. And I don't know. Like, it just feels like that's specifically talking about them being a feeble offensive yeah, team. Yeah, it is. Like, is there anything outside of that that makes them not entertaining? Like, well, they, it's the it's the head scratching, like the base running mistakes. That's not it's yes. not unentertaining. But when you add infuriating to lack of excitement, mm-hmm. it is a terrible concoction. At least if it was an unexciting ball club mm-hmm. that just literally made every play and yeah. was the defense and pitching team and solid base running. At least you would, that's not any more exciting, but at least it's not infuriating. Dude, you, you play the season back with the same cast of characters and the good defense and the good pitching. And like they played the smart brand of baseball that they were supposed to play this season. And they got just enough hits with runners in scoring position. You can sell like, that's not a hard sell mm-hmm. uh, for me. Like that, that, that's a, that's a perfectly, well, one, it's a team that could win a world series. And two, I I don't care uh, that they win games two, one, three, two. If they're winning baseball games, that's, that's absolutely a team you get behind. Not the way they went about it this season because they didn't score and they look sloppy and they made head scratching decisions. None more head scratching than Jose Barrios being lifted in the fourth inning yesterday for, of all people, you say Kikuchi. All right. One of the the people that was tweeting up a storm uh, about that situation as it was unfolding is our next guest, Jonathan Papelbon, World Series champion closer, Nesson analyst, joins us online right now. Good morning, Jonathan. What's happening, Ben? Uh, no, ben? who is this? As you're talking to Ben, and then you, and you will shortly I'm, be talking to Brent. Up, ben? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you'll be talking to both of us. Um, and, what's up, Ben? What's up, Brett? Uh, we're we're just like trying to come to grips with no more baseball in the city, but also coming to grips with. Um, Having a, a baseball team in this city that is so reliant on some sort of game script. Listen, as, as a former major leaguer watching, um, having a couple of years removed from your playing days, what were you thinking uh, watching that unfold in the fourth inning with Jose Barrios looking as good as he did and being lifted? Well, first off, let uh, me let everybody in Toronto know, you know, the sun came up today. We're going to live. Everything's going to be okay. I haven't seen it. I've been you know inside I mean? since it came up. But, yeah, like, I feel like I would have known if it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, for me, man, I'm sitting there watching it. And um, I, th- I made the tweet that, you know, um, you know, what computers are making these decisions in Major League Baseball today? Um, because everybody's using them. Everybody's got their own little systems and analytics and everything. Um, but, man, at the end of the day, I, te- I, I, I said, man, I'm smarter than a computer at baseball, and I can make just as many good decisions. So I don't understand this uh, wave of uh, general managers or managers and computers all working together. Um, yeah, I get, I get, you know, stats, I get that. And I get that you need, um, 
you know, one thing to kind of say, uh, yeah, let's let's play him a little bit left or let's play him a little bit right or let's pitch him a curveball. Yeah, you you know those things already as a player, as a manager, as someone who watches the game every damn day. You know these things. Why do you need a computer to tell you these things? And on top of that, a computer has zero feel for the game. The computer doesn't know how the game's going. The computer doesn't know the intensity of the game, the magnitude, um, home field versus uh, away, you know, all these different things. And to me, I was really pissed off. Not Well, number one, because I had the Blue Jays um, to win. <laughs> I, I picked them. Um, so I, I was pretty pissed off about that. I had a big bet in on them. Um, but it's okay. The Phillies, you know, Phillies helped me back out. But um, – that was what I was so pissed off about, but also too. Okay, so are we getting to the point now where if these computers are making these decisions, are they the ones that are going to start getting fired? Are you going to just start throwing the computers away when they don't win? Like, how does that work, right? Yeah, I think the thing. So why? Why, oh, why is the manager going to get fired when he's not even making the decisions? Yeah, I think that's where everybody is getting frustrated. And I, I, I think that's where you can kind of answer these questions perfectly. From a from a player's perspective, I mean, the, you know, the manager's job has evolved over time. When you were playing, it wasn't the same as it was in the 80s. In 1919, I'm sure the manager did something very different than what he was doing uh, today. But how do you square, like, looking – if you are, as a player, sitting there and you're on the Jays and you say, okay, this was clearly premeditated from someone else, does it – eliminate respect from no the way you view a manager, anything like does the manager have a say if he literally doesn't have a say at that moment of the game, what does it do to your opinion of the manager inside a clubhouse, well, whether look, that's their fault or not? Well, I don't know if uh, how the, the Blue Jay systems work. I know how the Phillies work. I know how the Dodgers work and I know how the Red Sox work. Um, just because uh, I know a lot of people in those organizations. Um, but to me, Berrios had five punch outs and an earned run in a walk. And 40, correct me if I'm seven pitches? That's right. If you cannot get a pulse on your pitcher as a manager in, these, in this situation that, man, he still needs to pitch, I don't know if you deserve to really be in baseball or if you're a general manager that has these analytics that say, oh, we're going to pull him at 47 with, with these stats that he's picked up already throughout the first four innings. Um, uh, you fire that person too. Um, you know, to me, uh, playing against the Blue Jays was always great when I was in the AL East. I always loved it. They've always had good teams. The Blue Jays have always had good teams, but they cannot, to me, it seems like they cannot get over that last little hump uh, since Colin Carter hits the home run in the World Series. I mean, mm-hmm. since then, I mean, since then, I'm, I'm telling you, I've played against some phenomenal Blue Jay teams that just could not get over the hump, and I, I couldn't really put my finger on it then. Um but at the same time, if I'm Barrios, um, I, I, I don't necessarily know if you're the manager and you actually can pry that ball out of my hands if I'm yeah. out there. 
<laughs> I don't know if I don't sit there on the mound. You wouldn't have been smiling I, in the dugout and handing out sunflower seeds like he was. Something tells me you would have handled that maybe a little differently. No, there's no, there's no question about it. I'd have had a long conversation with him. I would have had uh, – he'd have had to pro- – he'd have – he had to get vice grips on my fingers to get that ball out of my hand. I'm just telling you. Uh, I, I know, and what's happening here is is the players are all having a cause and effect from these computers running our systems and running Major League Baseball. These players are becoming more okay with going out there and pitching for us or going out there and, you know, Maybe getting through a quality start, six innings is a quality start, and there's no, there's the, the players don't care about that anymore because the computers don't care. So I don't blame them, really. I don't, I don't blame the player. I, I really, very rarely blame the player because the player is always an effect of what's going on around him. Um, but man, I, I don't know how. Um, how you how, how if you're Barrios you're not pissed off um, because to me to me okay so I took the Blue Jays last night mm-hmm. um, and I also took the Blue Jays to score uh, more than three and a half runs. Whoops! Uh, I don't think they scored that in the series. If they I'm did. not, they mistaken. scored one, just one. Yep. Right. So. Um, if your bats are not playing, then then by damn, you better keep your pitching in there because that's what's <laughs> holding you together. Yeah. So I just don't get it all around. And yeah, I was tweeting up a storm last night because I was pissed off because you know I lost ten dimes on them. But mm. like I said, I don't. I, I to me, there is a in the Toronto's Blue Jays organization. Now I'm not beating y'all up. Don't get me wrong because I think that Toronto is in a great division. I've always loved playing against, but. There are some decisions that need to happen this offseason in that organization about how to move forward. Dude, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because look here, look here. Go ahead. The Toronto Blue Jays have a twenty two a two hundred and twenty million dollar payroll, and they lost to a a, a team that has a hundred and sixty million dollar payroll. Mm-hmm. They won eighty seven games in a horrible division, playing twenty fewer games against good teams than the Blue Jays did this season. No, it's in. It's an embarrassment, to honestly. Me, to me, I'm still pissed off this morning because there's no way the Blue Jays should have not only won got swept in the, the wild card, but they should at least put up more than one run. And, and you know, I, I was very confused myself. Yeah, well, I, I, the, the best opportunity to score, they, they shot themselves directly in the foot. They pulled the Plaxico Burris, right? Like, they... In that fifth inning, Vladimir <laughs> Burris. That's a good one. I like that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> the fifth inning, they have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. representing the tying run with two outs and and their best hitter at the plate in Bo Bichette, and he gets picked off. He becomes the first Blue Jay <laughs> in the postseason in the history of the postseason. This Blue Jays team has been in, and yeah, you're right. Recently, they haven't gotten over the hump. This this organization's played a bunch of postseason games throughout the course of its history, um, being around since 1977. That's the first time. A Blue Jays player has ever been picked off second base, and it was in a crucial, crucial moment. Oh wow! I didn't when, know that. Yeah, it's it's that you know, Jonathan, you well know it's, it's like getting picked off second base doesn't happen all that often. Like, yeah, the pickoff play sometimes it looks good, um, and sometimes it comes close. But the idea of picking somebody off second base very rare, especially when there's a runner ahead of him and there's like no chance of yeah. stealing third base. But yeah, I, I know you were a well, guy 
in in your tenure that that kept guys accountable when they were doing things that were kind of counter, like maybe not keeping their heads in the game, uh, maybe not doing the right things uh, in in key moments. Like, how do you think Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s teammates felt after that moment and then going forward that that, that he took them out of that opportunity in the fifth inning? Well, you know, um, players make mistakes. I get that. But you you try to uh, make less physical mistakes than mental mistakes. And, um, you know, I can't – that's a mental mistake for him. And, you know, obviously Vlade's going to drive in more runs than he gets out. But, you know, there's going to be players on the team that, hey, man, you got to get – you got to – you know, that are going to get on them um, or say something. But to me, to me, this all boils down to, man, I don't know what y'all did in Toronto, but when y'all pulled Barrios, y'all done pissed off the baseball gods. It's a Let real me thing. tell you this. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, it's a real thing. The baseball gods are real, and you don't piss them off. Because exactly what happened after Barrios was pulled when he shouldn't have been pulled and, you know, you just don't do that. Guess what happened immediately afterwards? Vladimir gets picked off at second, which very rarely should never happen. Then Chapman hits a – bases are loaded. Then Chapman hits a ball that's inches away from clearing the bases going ahead. So you want to tell me those baseball gods aren't real? You can kiss my butt. They are real. I would they are never. real, and that it, and that is an effect of what happened right there. Trust me, because I'm telling you, I picked off Matt Holliday in the World Series Game Three in '07 off of first base. He wasn't paying attention, mm. and it changed the whole dynamic. Now, granted, there were more games to play, but look what happened after he got picked off at second. You locked it down. That's what happened. I remember. I was actually about to congratulate you for answering a question about picking off a guy in the wild card round when you did it to end an inning in a World Series game. But good on you for for bringing that back in there. You have played with some teammates who are these uber-talented players who can make mistakes like this. I mean, the most obvious one we'll go to is Manny Ramirez. How do teammates kind of balance that, the idea of, wow, this guy is uber-talented. There are things he can do that no one else can do versus could you just care? Could you just lock in a little more? And I'm not saying Vladdy is Manny because it's only one Manny, but how did you kind of walk that line and how did the rest of the teammates feel about it? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Vladimir is nowhere close to Manny. No, no, no. Uh, I want to make sure. I'm not saying that either. Yeah. (laughs) Manny being Manny is a whole nother world, man. Um, But, you know, I think – and and Manny got into it with a lot of players. I I will say that. That is a fact. Um, In in the dugout and out of the dugout. But Mm. I think the best way to do that is to hold not only the stars accountable, but – the guy, the 25th man on the roster accountable too. And I also think that that is one of the manager's jobs Yes, to, uh, to put that person in a position to win, to be successful. And when he does something that's not team oriented or puts the team in a bad spot, the manager's job is to handle that. Now, when the manager can't handle it anymore, then it becomes the player's job to have a players-only meeting or sit down and discuss, hey, guys, you know, uh, we're going to sit here, we're going to run out fly balls, we're going to run out ground balls, and when they don't happen, 
you know, you might get in a fight after the guy hits first base, like I did with Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. But those those meetings were held before; they were held prior to, so the players all understand. So there's 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 one way to handle it, and um, you know, obviously the other way to handle it is to just get pissed off and and go to brawling, but that never works really either. Yeah, it feels like whatever the Blue Jays are doing to try and handle it, because this was a conversation before the season, Jonathan, like the the making outs on the base path thing, taking care of the little things, and, and the Blue Jays went into a season in which they committed that they they had the third most outs in the American League on the base pass this season. So it looks, it's it's from an outsider's perspective, not being in that clubhouse, it seems like, and John Schneider said this after the game, that the message was sent to the players, it just hasn't been received. And, and... It hasn't been the the exact same rosters now for six postseason games, the six consecutive that they. So, so let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, if the message ahead. has been sent and hasn't been received, then you got to get rid of the person who's well, sending the message. This is what I wanted to get to because, like the the constant over these six games that the Blue Jays have lost in the postseason is is Bobichet and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, at at a certain point, do you look at the lack of postseason success? You look at. At, at times, the lack of regular season success, especially this season with only 89 wins and, and a team that was expected to compete for a World Series title and think, man, maybe this core just ain't it. Nope, nope. I think you just nailed it. Um, if you have the amount of talent that you have and you can't put all that talent together, it ain't worth, it ain't worth nothing. So there's obviously, to me, with $220 million on the payroll, there's obviously some sort of disconnect, right? I mean, that's not hard to see. Yeah. Uh, that's just me looking at the ball school. Man, <laughs> we had a $160 million payroll with the Red Sox, and we won countless championships. But, look, I know the payroll right now, $220 million, you better win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, uh, and they they outdid the the Mets as far as wins this re- uh, season and 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 Bobar. yeah yeah but uh, yeah not not great uh, Jonathan this was uh, this was great thanks for doing this appreciate it okay all right guys we'll talk soon sounds good Jonathan Papelbon World Series champion closer that's an analyst uh, choker of Bryce Harper he went he also went full Chris Russo just mentioned I know ten, dimes. ten they, dimes they I guess that's the standard amount when you're a rich guy I guess who knew. Will yeah. we ever get there? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a lot of money. God. Yeah. He's kind of the perfect guy. It's perfect guy to talk about after yesterday's well, game. The fact that he's so ornery in general. Yes. No, like just and, in his playing days, because he seems like a very chilled he does seem chill. dude now. But yeah. And it was a guy that I, I think Blue Jays fans of my vintage will remember him not necessarily fondly. And I don't think if the pitch wanna, clock would have treated him no, well either. Uh, if you want to talk ornery, a lot of people on the text line saying, ah, this guy, look, yeah. good info. Okay. I'm not saying you have to <laughs> like him. I'm saying there was a lot of good info in there. Um, and maybe he, maybe Bryce Harper owes him a debt of gratitude um, <laughs> or just maybe, maybe millions of dollars, quite honestly, the way it's, the way it's turning around for him there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't run out of a fly ball and came back to the dugout and Jonathan Papelbon had it out with him, which is it's it's different than the Vladdy situation yesterday at second base with the pickoff, yep. but not entirely different. It is attention to detail now. In in the Harper case, it's a uh, hey and uh, an just effort. a truly an effort thing. And I don't think I I think for all his faults and all his lack of production, relative lack of production this season, 
I don't think it's for a lack of effort. Like, I think the opposite might be true, that he, that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. tries too much and cares too much mm-hmm. about the result. And maybe the home road splits speak to that, that yeah. he puts himself under too much pressure. And you could see with how excited he was to get on base mm-hmm. with that walk against against Sonny mm-hmm. Gray, that this means a lot to him. But yeah, you, you, you can't forget about your situation. Like, you have to always be evaluating he wasn't, and boy, did he pay the price. And this is... It's a type of mistake that the Blue Jays were specifically trying to avoid this season. It was a type of mistake that they were willing to give up talent to try and avoid mm-hmm. this past off season. He's now the poster boy for that type of baseball going into next season. And unfortunately, like they now have to wait you know, 162 games away before they get to do anything about it. But also because of the very one of one nature of that failure, until they go win around, that's going to linger forever. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's going to be the thing, the moment. Like Defining. we all think, yeah, think last year. There, surely, there's no moment that could pinpoint failures worse than Bobachet and George Springer running into each other while you're leading an eight-one game. Surely, nothing could point to the failures more than that. No, it's going to be that moment there, and it's not. Because it's not that this team isn't good enough. I don't think that is the issue. I do not think there is a complete lack of talent. But it goes to that's the issue. It's not a talent thing. It is a locking in approach. It's not a care thing. Vladdy didn't get picked off because he doesn't care. But he was more focused on being the rah-rah guy for his team, clearly, than he was on not getting picked off at second base. It seems pretty pretty clear that that's what happened. You know what else is not going to happen, I don't think, going forward, is that the Blue Jays are going to be this sexy pick to, to to make a run during the postseason, right? Oh, no. Because we heard this before. We heard it, and boy, this might have been the team that it actually could have applied to. The 2021 team that finished with 91 wins yes. in a game out of the postseason that had Marcus Semien. Mashers, yeah. That had... Uh, a peak of his powers, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had... Which is really sad to say about a guy who's 25 or however old he is. Right. And had Robbie Ray winning an American League Cy Young Award that, boy, the American League sure is glad that that team didn't get into the postseason because that team was built to win a World Series. There were conversations about, hey, what a disappointing regular season this Blue Jays team had. But look at the way they can pitch the ball. Look Mm -hmm. at the names on the back of those jerseys. If ever there was a team built to do what the Phillies did a season ago and be the bottom wild card, sneak into the postseason, get all the way to the World Series. It's this Blue Jays team. I don't know how you can be not just I'm not I'm not just talking about people that are paying attention to the Blue Jays, people in the media Mm -hmm. in this city. I'm talking about larger entity Major League Baseball observers. I don't know how you can look at whatever happens during the regular season next year. And the Blue Jays do have to make the playoffs again, which is no guarantee considering the division they play in and the likelihood that the Red Sox and Yankees beef up and try to get into the postseason after missing this year. But if they get in next season, I don't know how anybody can be, even if they're a favorite, like if they have, if they win the the division and, and eliminate the wild card round in general, how can you look at the recent run of playoff failures with, key players that will likely be on this team next season and say, hey, there's a long postseason run that's ahead of this team. I don't think you're going to see anybody bullish on it. I will 
push back a hair in that it feels so dark right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I also don't think you can look me in my face and say, no, there's no chance that happens. But if the version of Vladdy we see is not 2021, but is something closer to that. And it's not that he turned it on in August. It's that you have a full body of work. I still think that the talent, the pedigree, all the things that we roll our eyes at, that if you see a season long version of it, that Vlad and Bo together at the absolute peak of their powers, and who knows if we'll ever actually get to see that together happening at the same time. Yeah. Those two bats, along with whatever version of George Springer should exist into next year, that should be kind of enough to power you, not not power you to a World Series, not anything like that, but, but make your lineup feel dangerous. And I think that if you see, because the problem with both those guys, Vlad, we have seen it for the one MVP year, but for Bo, we've seen it in halves of seasons because this one's not his fault, but it's injury and he hasn't been the same guy since. If you see a full season of that, I do think people are going to talk themselves into it. And not just people here, yeah. but people across baseball. Is How likely is that? Oh, not very at all, but yeah, it's we gotta not see out of the it. realm You're right. of possibility. If we, if we see 162 games and Vlad looks like the 2021 version, yeah, yeah that We're changes all the way a back. lot of things. It, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, a multitude of different reasons what they do this offseason. But I, it's hard at this moment in time, and especially, you know, you look up and down the crop of available free agents, mm-hmm. the, the obvious move that puts the Blue Jays into a position where you're like, oh, well, that's a better team. They, they've, they've addressed the situation. That's a team that I, I just, I find it hard to believe that we go into next season and the Blue Jays are are viewed in the same light that they were going into this season as as division title contenders and as World Series favorites. Wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't, honestly, I, even if they make some mind-boggling big swing that does not remove core pieces of this roster, but it's all futures for a current big sexy help now, I don't know how much that, that moves the needle because it's one guy, and we've talked about it, the problems up and down the lineup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't think there's anything that can happen between now and and February for us to feel that way, but I very much think because baseball's weird and this team, for all the things we say about it, they yeah. still won 89 games this year. There's a lot that can happen between February and October to make us feel that way. Yeah, and and you know what? Maybe going into next season as a team with less hype around it might actually benefit this team. Definitely. How can it not? You see all the noise that's been around them, and it's been nothing but noise for these guys kind of since they came up, right? It's always been loud around Vladdy, and then they kind of exceeded expectations early on, and oh, look at this. All of a sudden, we're in the series against the Rays. Like, it's it's never been quiet. Never once has it just been the slow kind of Baltimore thing that happened. And right. I get it. You don't want to be Baltimore, but you do now. Yeah, you do, and I, I don't... It almost doesn't matter what happens with the postseason for this Orioles team. Like, that Orioles team will be viewed, I think, as the class of the division going into next year. For um, sure despite the fact that they've only had this one season of success. Well, and it's we, we should mention this. I, I know it doesn't seem like it's going to happen now, but it's entirely possible they're the Blue Jays too, mm-hmm. of great young team who oh, gets yeah. in and nobody can hit. And uh, by the way, they're closer, not going to pitch in the post because his arm fell off. Yeah. Like, it is very, as much as we're sitting here and feeling sure. that way about the Orioles, and I agree with you, they'll still probably be the favorite unless one in New York or Boston just goes bananas because that will be enough to change people's minds, I think. But it's the it, innocent climb for them. Yeah. And the Blue Jays had this too in yeah, 2020. Totally. They had it in 2021 to a lesser extent, like it was. Still a pretty big disappointment to not make the playoffs, but yep. you were so encouraged. There was there was way more positives that came out of 2021 than negatives, considering you won 91 games, considering how good 
uh, Vlad looked totally. and how good Bo looked. It, it took a while. It took a number of experiences in the postseason, six of them, to, to come to the place that I think I've landed at where it's like, ooh, now it's like kind of a surprise if they do uh, exceed expectations, yeah. if they do things that they're, if not expected to do, people hope that they do uh, around this time of year. All right, we'll talk about what next season's Blue Jays team might look like, uh, including which of the pending free agents we'd most prioritize trying to bring back next season. Uh, that and a whole lot more next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Covering the Blue Jays from an analytical perspective. Jays Talk Plus with Blake Murphy. Be sure to subscribe and download Jays Talk on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590. The fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. It was just Sunday. Blue Jays were playing their final regular season game. It's just yesterday. They were a win away from extending it to a winner-take-all game three game in the wild card round against the Minnesota Twins. They scored one run in 18 innings. They got I, the tying run picked off second base. Um, Has that, in the fifth that but that that happens? I've heard all the time. Yeah. It's, it, oh, rare. never? No, it doesn't happen. Okay. Often, never so. in Jay's history in the playoffs. Okay. So we get, great. We had to do a quick pivot to now. It's the off season, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, I'm sure there. W- like I said, there will be a season-ending media availability from Ross Atkins at some point. I do, it'll be interesting to see w- whether Mark Shapiro speaks because this is not. It's not it's not a Raptors situation where Masayu Jiri like Bobby Webster is a capable yes. general manager and if he was ever to depart the Raptors somebody would be more than happy to mm-hmm. gobble him up and, and I think his role within the Raptors hierarchy is probably underrated mm-hmm. but Masayu Jiri is still while he has the title of of president it's not the same as Mark Shapiro where there's a there are other business things that that Masai is yes. doing and part of it was the OVO center yep. and and th- there's there's other non-basketball things that Masai Ujiri is doing, but he is heavily involved yes. in the basketball operations department of the Toronto Raptors. I think Mark Shapiro is involved in the baseball operations department of the Toronto Blue Jays. I think what he does outside of that has been outsized, and it's why I, f- I feel like if there's any criticism of this front yeah. office, of which there should be plenty, yes. that he does kind of absolve himself of, of that type of criticism is kind of separated from the fold because... Yeah, I, I I think it would be cool if they they had a better baseball team that played in the ballpark. But the ballpark was Look awesome ballpark, this year. And guess what? It's only gonna get better. We're doing more stuff to it. I actually talked to David Sampson about this. I think a month or so before the playoffs, because that was my line of thinking as well. Is that you know Mark Spiro is a baseball man. Let's mm-hmm. not let's not say it any other way. But he is clearly doing some things to insulate himself. Which it's a it's a wild sentence that I'm about to finish here to insulate himself from the baseball part of mm-hmm. being the president of a baseball team. It does feel like that. That's not to say he's removed. That's not to say he's completely absolved. But it does feel like there are layers beneath him for a reason. Well, you know what? Someone should draw me a flowchart of exactly how the decision. I'd love to see it. Is is completed in this Blue Jays organization <laughs> when it comes to moves and trades and free agents acquired, but also. In regards to in-game management, I, I I need some clarity on this. And I know, like, everybody, listen, I, I'd say with a relatively high degree of certainty, mm-hmm. and you can even hear it in the John Schneider post-game media availability, that he's not, like, that is not John Schneider's preferred 
way of operating. What was it he said? The watching the way it went down yeah. or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> watching myself yeah. pull the ball out of Jose Barrios's glove and then hand it to Yusei Kikuchi. I couldn't even believe it was happening, but yeah, it was. I, I need to know exactly how it breaks down. I know so much of the information that these Major League Baseball teams have, and even the way the decision, like the flowchart, maybe maybe that is proprietary, and they believe that the way they do it is so unique to their own organization that they wouldn't want it publicly known. It would allow me to better understand what's happening, though. I think it would be a great service to the fans of the Toronto Blue Jays if at some point in the not-too-distant mm -hmm. future, somebody's stepping in front of a microphone for the Blue Jays and saying, this is not how we come to the conclusions yeah, that we keep that come. to yourself if you want. But here's how it works. We have the numbers that we think are applicable. We have stuff that is beyond numbers you've even ever seen because that's the other thing. It's like, hey, you say Kikuchi had an ERA over five in September. That's pretty rudimentary, yes. I'm sure, especially considering what the Blue Jays have. Spin like, rate, all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Swing pass, uh, yada, yada, yada. I have no idea what they're they're doing with that stuff, but, like, here's that information. Here are the people that meet in a room to discuss how it's going. Here's the amount of wiggle mm -hmm. room we give the manager. Yeah. And, and here's how what happens happens. I think it, it's, it's, it's maybe not going to make you feel better. It'll just... It'll make it easier, honestly, for me to criticize the right people. It definitely <laughs> won't make you feel better. That yes. definitely, let's just let's just move past that. The idea that if you saw the flow chart and you're able to go there, you, that if you feel better, no. But having a direct person to blame or entity or whatever, and this is part of the problem with this, and this is not a baseball thing. There's a lot of things we've talked about that have been a baseball thing. A lot of other sports have tried this. You referenced the Raptors. We know what happens all the time in hockey. The idea of just having a lot of people at or near the top. There's always one person at the top, but the more people you can float up there, the more places there is to, sp to spread blame. And you can have a meeting about things. And hey, you might even in that meeting come to a consensus where you all agree. At the end of the day, in every world, there is a decision that has to be made mm -hmm. by one person. And it is not a group of people in a room that are coming to that conclusion because guess what? No matter how in lockdown they are, they feel slightly different about some of those things. So somebody yeah. has to make the ultimate call. And I would just love to know the name of that person or why it goes about that way. And and factually... And you never will. And factually, it is the manager. Like, yeah, the, John Schneider could have... Like, no, he's not going to be arrested if he, if he, if he yeah. decides to... Well, it wasn't a home game, so no. But <laughs> if he if he decides to go counter to go rogue, like... Yeah, in the mo and he'll be allowed to continue managing this postseason. Is he allowed to continue managing this team next season? Like, probably not. Because yeah. that's that's part of the reason he was hired. And, you know, part of the, as I'm thinking about the the, the dream scenario for me where, where the, the curtain is lifted and we get to understand how the decision-making is made and who's ultimately responsible and how many people are responsible and how many voices are in John Schneider's ear and the... The reason I think that won't happen, I mean, there's multiple different reasons why it won't happen. But I think the main reason is the manager's hired for a couple of different reasons. Mm -hmm. The manager's job in 2023 covers a couple of different things. It's not as much in-game as we uh, obviously have well, come hold, to understand. Hold, hold up. Okay, go ahead. Finish your point. I was just going to say, it's, it's not in-game stuff. It's what I mentioned earlier. It's the relationships mm -hmm. building stuff. It's to be... The, the the PR wing of, of the front office yep. and, and the baseball team. It's also to be the meat shield. Very much so. so. 
I, I referenced the, the Charlie Montoyo Victoria Day stuff. Mm-hmm. Charlie Montoyo, I mean, it was his first gig of the can, and obviously he's in a situation where he's just trying to hold on to his job. He's like, yeah, that's my bad. You know who's bad it wasn't? Probably Charlie Montoyo. Probably not. Yeah, you know who's bad it probably isn't as much as he's going to feel like it is considering the criticism pointed his way? John Schneider's to, to have Jose Barrios be lifted in that moment. You know who's fine with him eating it? The front office. Yeah. That's part of his job. When they hired him, they probably didn't say explicitly, hey, when things go haywire and the decisions that we tell you to make don't work out, you're going to have to eat it. Although they may have told him that as well, or it's implied uh, it, to do, it, be a major league manager in 2023. It's implied that that's your job. That's exactly it. I made the I made the comparison yesterday. I will make it one more time here again. All of these guys are major league managers because they are super accomplished baseball men and have long track records and have been in the game for a million years, know it well, and have all of those traits that you laid out. All of those things are important. That's not what they're there to do. We don't need you thinking, pal. That mm-hmm. is, and it's much like being a quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense. We don't need your second or third read. We mm-hmm. need you to do what I say. It's like playing a video game. And that is very much what it's like being a major league manager. Now, I think it's a little different over the course of 162. Not to say that Schneider can go completely rogue and do whatever yeah. he wants, but it's not as that's a good point. It's not as one thousand percent scripted as clearly yesterday was. Yeah. So we can have these conversations in a game in July when you don't like that it's Cabrera or Mesa or whoever comes in. That's a fine conversation to have. And guess what? You can blame John Schneider for that because I don't think a call came from inside the house there. But yesterday, it is so naked. There's no other way. I mean, Schneider wasn't going to come out and say it, but he came out and said it. He didn't even tell Barrios he was taking him out of the game. He just pointed to the pen because everybody knew what was happening and there was nothing to be said. No, that's a good point about the differences between the regular season and the postseason because that's that's quite a bit of micromanaging. And I do think there is like... At the most important time. And don't we all love it at the most crucial time when our boss comes in and says... (laughs) This is exactly how you're supposed to do your job. I know I trusted you, and you've been great up till this point, but this is exactly how I need you to do it. Yeah, we all love that. Well, look around Major League Baseball right now. There are no, there's no more Jim Leland's, right? Like there's an Aaron Bochy, I guess, right? Like Like, that's the only one. Yeah, Bochy, but I mean, yeah, ask him (laughs) how much autonomy he has and how much it's changed. Even Buck Showalter getting back in in, in the game, getting back in the saddle, I think would tell you I was only able to get to this position and and put myself in position to be hired once again in Major League Baseball because I was acquiescing to the the new way of doing business. The last guy I can think of who had a real pushback to to being told exactly what to do is a guy that's, you know, had some success and made mm-hmm. a bunch of money doing this but is never going to manage again and that's Joe Madden. Mm. Like Joe Madden is never managing again. I think he understands that and I think that's why he's been a pretty good radio guest, a good <laughs> podcast guest. Uh, in recent vintage, but that he realizes that he doesn't need to get back in the game, that he won't sacrifice his ability to 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 manage on gut. And you know, yeah. there were times where I was like, I don't know if it's it's gonna work out so well. And he made some bad decisions. Yep. But yeah, clearly a guy I, this seems maybe this is too far, but like wouldn't sacrifice his principles to yeah. be a manager in, in 2023. It's a different deal the way he he managed and again, not a perfect manager. There was maybe a balance of information because I remember when he took over for the Rays, yep. he was a guy that was very much in the new school. Totally. It's amazing how the pendulum swung so far that by the time he was done, <laughs> he was like a dinosaur. 
Yeah, it's, it really is odd that that happened. And I know this isn't where you were leading this conversation, but it's just only the only place my mind can go right now is if all these guys are going to just be do the thing guy of, hey, just do what we tell you to do. Right. Can we get back to some character managers in the game? If yeah. all they're, if all they're there to do right. is be PR. Some actors Like, or can we get yeah. Lou Pinellas back in the world? God yeah. love our man Rob Thompson Boy. from Sarnia. But all I guess is all, the only thing I've ever seen from him, just standing there with manager face. There's never been anything interesting. He doesn't even like ketchup chips, as yeah. we found out today. If these guys are going to be this... And I'm kind of joking here, but kind of not. No, no. Give me a character. Well, Lou Pinella does feel like one of those guys who's not going to be like, yeah, you tell me what no, to no. do. Okay, like, like yeah, yeah maybe, I don't maybe think the so. literal dinosaur is not the best <laughs> example there, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, or give fans an opportunity. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, Junior J Saturday, they let the kid announce it. God, I've the kid. They should have let a kid pull Barrio, so it would have been the highlight of his life to have been the face of the worst decision in Jay's playoff history. And John Schneider, if you're listening to this and you, it's not true, it's all a lie, let us know. Like, uh, that's the other thing. It's like this, this narrative around Major League managers over the last couple of years has been so strong there's mm-hmm. no pushback like none of these guys are like no it's not what are you talking no. about no no absolutely no also you know where you're not hearing that from is from the front offices going no 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 we're not pulling these strings they don't come out and say yes we are mm. but there is no 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 do you, do you honestly think tomorrow or whenever we hear from atkins they're gonna go oh no that wasn't that wasn't from us no, but I do think there's like, going to be again, a share. Oh, the responsibility will be spread across uh, yes. all of Canada yeah. from she from sea to shining sea. Yeah. There will be blame spread for that. Yeah. And there's again, one person made the decision. Can I, they wear it? I I think that. Yeah, you're right. He's probably going to take some responsibility. I think the lion's share of it is going to just be shoved over to, to Mr. John Schneider. We'll see. Why did he I do the thing we told him to do? Yeah. How dare he? Well, there's going to be. Probably uh, an assertion, and even if this is true, it's not really true, that, hey, John Schneider has ultimate say, right? Yeah. Like, he's the manager. He can do whatever we want, which yeah. is like actually that fact. Is, that is that's true. Factually true. Well, unless un- unless Jonathan Palbon is on the team, and then apparently he's in charge yeah. and decides who pitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But, yeah, like John, like I said, John Schneider can, in fact, like the, no law prevents him from going out onto the field and saying, I know we talked about this, Jose, before the game, and I know my bosses are going to be so mad. This is just a pep talk. You're doing great. Stay out there. Like, I'm going to tell you, say, to, to sit his ass down. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You're you, shoving. You, you take us to the end as far as you can go. You're such a huge part of this team. Uh, I, I, I can't possibly take you out of this. Like, yeah, that that is within... Point it, up to Ross. Wave at him right now and show him what we're doing. In a world of limitless possibilities, that is one of the string theory galaxies that we could have existed in. But guess what happens if that happens? Well, one, if he ends up... It, it also should be said, like, in that scenario... They still have to score a run. Yeah, but it, it also should be said that, like, yeah, it's also possible that Jose Barrios doesn't look that way for nine innings and, like, does get victimized by a left-handed hitter. Border, and, borderline and, likely, almost, it, for it, nine? And, yeah. And what do you think John Schneider would rather, that the fans are oh. mad at him or the people who decide whether he has a job or not mm-hmm. are mad at him and there's no cover of winning the baseball totally. game? Oh, boy. Like, yeah. that's a no-brainer for him. Well, and again, like, I laid out the scenario that if they thought this was the black box and that was the only way they were going to win the game, let's say Schneider does go rogue. And, okay, and they win that game. And then they lose the next game. He's just done. And not only is he done, mm-hmm. 
he's now effectively blackballed from baseball because what will be the first question oh. that was asked is what happened there, and it's, it'll be he did not do what he was told. So a hundred percent, it's um yeah, former Blue Jays managers don't get uh, opportunities elsewhere for whatever reason, anyways. But yeah, like obviously. If he's the guy that does not execute the plan, he does not fit into the cookie cutter mold that we've decided major league managers are his opportunities outside of Toronto. There aren't any. No. Um, Before we we go, I mentioned the the pending free agents, Kevin Kiermaier, Whit Merrifield, Brandon Belt, Jordan Hicks, Matt Chapman, uh, the most notable dudes. Mm -hmm. I, I... I wonder if the Blue Jays bring any of them back. If you were going to prioritize bringing one of those guys back, who would be the guy that you're looking at? Uh, it is it is Hicks, but if I'm being realistic, it's Kiermaier. Hicks is the guy of all those guys. That is the one I would like to have back. He has his question marks, but given what you're going to pay him, that's why it's a bit of a question. But just in terms of performance and what he can add to the team, Hicks is that dude. More realistically, though, I think Kiermaier is perfect because he can play center field for you. He can transition into that kind of fourth outfielder role. You don't necessarily have to play him every day, although he did perform pretty well. So I think that's the way I would look at it. You? Yeah, I I, I would have... I would have said that Kiermaier was was more realistic. Um, I actually would have said that Whit Merrifield was more realistic until we saw the no. comments at the end of no, yesterday's no, no. game. Sounded like a guy that was on his way out. You got to think about what this person is going to earn in free agency. And despite the horrible, I, I think while Matt Chapman may have to go out in the market and and take a one-year deal for way less than the whatever $150 million that he thought he was going to get as a Scott Boris client considering how poorly the season finished for mm-hmm. him, I, 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 I think you've had enough of the Matt Chapman experience. Oh, I'm good, yeah. Yeah, I think he's 100% gone. And the Kiermaier thing, while I think he's a winning player mm-hmm. and performed beyond my expectation of him both defensively and offensively for a guy that was a basically a league average offensive player. I think despite the offense that you were missing from Dalton Varsho this season, you're hoping to maximize his value as a baseball player by putting him in the position that is the most valuable in the outfield that he can not only perform adequately, adequately well at, but provides yeah. the most value defensively. I think Dalton Varsho's, going to go into next season once again as the as the everyday center fielder and for, for that reason i think kevin kiermaier is gone it'd be nice to have like a backup if if the david schneider kevin biggio second base situation mm-hmm. doesn't act actually work out to to the the most optimistic projections and and whit merrifield might fit that as a yeah. veteran who's probably taking a one or a two-year deal as well but yeah it, it feels like he's had enough uh his his last words yesterday were i hated it frankly and we'll just leave it at that. So I don't think he's coming back. There's more to the quote, but that's really all you need to know is I hated it, frankly. The 2023 Blue Jays. <laughs> I hated it, frankly. Yeah, that's kind of perfect. <laughs> Good on you, Wit. All right. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. In- Sprint edition. Just three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the off season for the Blue Jays. Uh, Blue Jays Talk Plus is next. This is the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.